It's White Coat Wednesday, which means we bring in our medical correspondent, Dr. Mitch Shulman, to talk about his favorite medical stories of the week. Good morning, Dr. Mitch. Good morning to you, sir. All right. So seems everybody is preoccupied with TikTok these days. They're moving to ban it in the United States. But this is a phenomenon, apparently, about how mental illness symptoms are spreading as a result of TikTok. What's that about? Yeah, so there's a paper published in the in the journal Child Clinical Psychology and Psychiatry, and they basically look at the phenomena where certain clinics had not seen any cases of Tourette's and other uh, uh, psychological diseases, psychological disorders, and all of a sudden their numbers have taken off. And they found that it's social media that have had a profound influence on this, in some cases for good. Uh, people with unusual symptoms who thought they were all alone, that they were unique, that they were special, that they were cursed in some way, now by reaching out to social media, know that there's a real disease, know that there are groups of people like them who they can call upon for support and can find the resources to help them. That's the good side. The bad side is you have... And in the old days, we would call this mass hysteria. Um, you could call it Munchausen's. You can call it conversion syndrome. The true term is mass psychogenic uh, illness or disease. And what you basically have is either consciously or subconsciously. In a lot of case, these cases, these kids aren't conscious of it. You have adolescent kids who are going through a very difficult period in their lives as it is, trying to figure out how to focus, how to stay, you know, become part of a group where they fit into society being exposed to certain diseases and in many cases in an attempt to subconsciously without perhaps even realizing it reach out for help take on some of the characteristics of these diseases looking for attention looking for help looking for sympathy looking for all sorts of emotional support so they don't really have Tourette's and they think they have it and it's up to us as healthcare professionals one not to just dismiss them when we make the diagnosis that this is not really we'll say Tourette's or some other psychological disease depression or any one of a number of million, a million different other things that we we're seeing on uh, flare up because of TikTok, but to go deeper and to realize the underlying problems that the child has or that the adolescent has or that the teen has or the young adult has that are really bringing them to us in the first place, that this is just a way of getting into the system, hopefully, that's being taken seriously and these kids aren't being dismissed. So very important. Unfortunately or fortunately, an aspect of social media that isn't always considered, how you can now at the click of a button uh, become part of a group of, and you pick your disease. And so it's a lot more prevalent, it's a lot more out there, and there's that risk along with the good of some of the bad side to this. Yeah, I still remember going to meet with my doctor about something and he leaned across the desk and said, what does Dr. Google say? <laughs> exactly. And I now routinely ask when I'm seeing students, um, I routinely say, listen, I know you've looked this up. What are you worried about? What do you think you have? What do so that way I'm really not just dealing with their quote unquote medical issue, but hopefully opening up the door to explore what else they're afraid of and what else is going on. Here's an eyebrow razor. More than half of the world is going to be overweight by 2035. Yes, all these, whatever you used to call them, developing countries, third world countries, whatever name you want to use, uh, as their 
uh, standard of living is increasing, unfortunately, rather than maintaining a healthy diet, rather than maintaining exercise, rather than maintaining all those things that were protecting them um, as they were in their own lives, they're picking up all the worst parts of, um, I, I use the term loosely, civilization. They're picking up all the worst worst parts of it. So they're picking up all the processed foods, they're picking up all the highly fat, highly sugared, highly processed things that make our lives miserable, and they're evolving into economies where there is less physical labor, less dependence upon uh, human labor to keep the economy going, and more service industry, more other things where people just aren't as physically active. So you have less physical activity, you have increasing exposure to bad foods, you add on to that a uh, a more sedentary lifestyle, the advent of public transportation, all these other things, and you can understand that you're creating a perfect storm for exactly what you don't want people to develop. And as rates of obesity go up, we've seen it in the States, we're now seeing it in Canada, and we're going to see it in the rest of the world, we know that the burden of high blood pressure, the burden of diabetes, the burden of cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, strokes will all go up. Uh, kidney disease as a result of hypertension and diabetes will go up. And it's just a, a, a veritable uh, disaster, a looming disaster from a healthcare point of view. Now, having said that, there's things you already know what to do. You can eat healthy, eat wise, be physically active. And so you this doesn't necessarily have to apply to you. The key is to get that word out to these other countries as well. Okay, I never thought it was going to be a great idea to blow water up my nose, but apparently for one person it turned out to be fatal. Yeah, and I I I I don't mean to chuckle at this. The no. chuckle just at the thought of you know, I'm, nasal irrigation can be very effective for people who have allergies and all sorts of things. And what this highlights is how important that you follow the instructions. You're supposed to use properly prepared irrigating solution, whether it's sterile water, whether it's water that's been boiled and allowed to cool down before you use it. It's important to do that. And it's also very important to make sure that the device you're using, whatever it is, is properly cleaned. And this very rare situation, I mean, this is a an, an amoeba, a single-celled organism found in fresh water. Incidences of this type of infection, the bug basically crawls in through your nose and starts to attack your brain. It's a very difficult infection to treat. In this case, in Florida, the person died. The only source they could find was the fact that they were using improperly prepared, improperly sterilized, improperly boiled water to irrigate their nose. That's how it got in, but extremely rare. And, and I, again, I don't want to minimize the, the, the unhappiness, the sorrow that goes along with this type of diagnosis, but realize it's rare. I mean, there are very few cases, uh, most of them coming from people swimming in freshwater lakes in Idaho and in other states. Very, very rare, but it reminds us that if you're going to do something like that, and they can be very useful to follow it, to do it safely, so that you can do it safely, tap water by itself is not a safe uh, source of fluid to use for your uh, nasal irrigation. All right. Now I'm really kind of creeped out, but thank you, Dr. Mitch. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's our medical correspondent, Dr. Mitch Shulman. Yeah, there's nothing like a brain amoeba to start your day.